Hello, I'm Guillermina Gonzalez, Executive Director of the Delaware Arts Alliance, your host for today. And with me, we have the pleasure of having Carrie Gray, Managing Director of the Wilmington Renaissance Corporation. Uh, Carrie, welcome to the program. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. We know how busy you are these days and uh, enjoy your presence today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we're going to talk about uh, creative districts and, and the many different uh, activities that you guys are spearheading here in Wilmington uh, with the idea of extrapolating eventually the lessons learned here uh, somewhere else in the state. So let's begin by going back to the basics, if you will. Uh, refresh people's memories in terms of Wilmington Renaissance Corporation, what you guys do, and perhaps the mission of the organization. Sure. Wilmington Renaissance Corporation was founded in 1993 uh, as a partnership between the corporate community and the mayor of the city of Wilmington at the time, Mayor mm -hmm. Jim Sills. And we are a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization. And we work very closely with the city and state and county to help with the revitalization of downtown Wilmington. Mm -hmm. So some of the things that we've worked on in our 21, almost 22-year history mm -hmm. has been um, affiliated with the reopening of Market Street to two-way traffic, the establishment of Downtown Visions and the Business Improvement District, mm -hmm. the creation of the Delaware College of Art and Design, and the redevelopment of Lower Market Street as the Loma neighborhood. There you go. And, and results are showing up. Uh, Market Street nowadays is a beautiful place to just walk in. And pass by and having lunch, dinner, which I normally do, by the way, <laughs> frequent, <laughs> frequently basis. Uh, so, well, good, good results, good results and things that speak about the connection between these kind of activities and economic development, which I mm -hmm. know you believe deeply in, and inclusion of the arts. Absolutely. And that's, uh, by the way, people do not know that you are actually a singer. I am. <laughs> so I, I, am. I was not thinking about that. But you know what? It's important that people know that there's a natural connection because it comes natural to you. What kind of singer you are? Oh, gosh. Well, I've been singing since the time I was in grade school. Uh -huh. And um, now I'm more of a casual, you know, sing with the car radio kind of singer. <laughs> But uh, over the years, I've been involved with uh, the Delaware Children's Theater uh -huh. and with Christina Cultural Arts Center and a vocal ensemble that they have mm -hmm. there called Fruits of the Spirit. Um, so, you know, I do it for fun. It's mm -hmm. not anything I try to You're do professionally. Soprano. Don't be shy and say it. But it's fun, you know. I you. think um, that I can attribute much of my professional you know, demeanor of who I am and, mm -hmm. and uh, my, you know, kind of skill set as a professional to some of the training that I got I both um, as a singer and doing, you know, m musicals and, and plays and productions and stuff. So there you go. So yeah. the natural connection that I was referring to is uh, you understand the importance of the arts. Absolutely. And you understand that uh, the arts have a role in revamping communities and that clearly relates to the effort of creative districts and the like. So give me first your stand on, on, on that kind of connection, Carrie. How do you see that helping, meaning the arts, revamping communities? When we look at communities all over the country, which at Wilmington Renaissance, that's a lot of what we mm -hmm. do whenever we're planning around a specific project. We look at examples, mm -hmm. both regionally, locally, and nationally. Um, and when you look at examples of communities and cities that have really thrived and mm -hmm. have transformed their downtowns, which every city has gone through, whether mm -hmm. they're a small city like Wilmington or a larger city like um, San Antonio. Mm -hmm. I mean, th every city has gone through kind of this transform transformation of their downtown. 
And when you look at the best practice examples, most of those, and I would say probably 99% of them, have some element of the arts, culture, Mm -hmm. and entertainment that have been the draw Mm -hmm. and the catalyst for the downtown to come back to life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just... I look at that and say, this is logical. This is logic. Mm-hmm. It's where people want to be when they they want to be where good restaurants are, where good entertainment is, where uh, the arts are alive and thriving and where creative people are. I mean, it's it's just a, a nicer environment to be surrounded, you know, by folks like that. So, um, so, you know, that's a big part of what we do at Wilmington Renaissance is we look at best practice examples mm-hmm. and then we try to figure out whether there's something we can learn from that and mm-hmm. potentially apply um, not usually replicate, but apply the best parts of those things to Wilmington and, and our strategies in Wilmington. There you go. So it is it is easy to make that connection. Now in your visits, because I understand you were visiting more than just one, mm-hmm. uh, various examples of, of communities that have successfully implemented creative districts. What is the one that particularly got your attention and why? Hmm. Well, there's a couple, but I think... Um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. really stands out as an amazing example of how the arts and culture have driven a revitalization of their downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly, their sports teams have also had a big impact Mm -hmm. on their downtown as well. But I don't I don't know that those things would have happened necessarily if the arts initiatives had not started you know, 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And what they did in Pittsburgh was a a group of funders got together and wanted to save some of their historic theaters. Mm -hmm. But their downtown was essentially a red light district. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. it was adult bookstores and and not so great (laughs) um, clientele, you know, walking around their downtown. And so they took back their theaters Mm -hmm. and restored them and and created what's called the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Cultural Trust... uh, owns and operates the facilities in mm-hmm. the in the um, cultural district but they partner with the nonprofit organizations to provide the programming so it's it's an amazing model because not only was Pittsburgh's downtown struggling but mm-hmm. Pittsburgh itself was struggling because the steel industry had collapsed mm-hmm. and they had gone from I think I think the numbers were like 1.5 million residents to about two or four hundred thousand residents yeah, not even close yeah mm-hmm. people just left pittsburgh because there wasn't a job for them and they needed to go where the jobs were and so um this was one of the ways to start drawing people back mm-hmm. to pittsburgh and mm-hmm. it's really it's been a great success okay. so that's definitely one that stands out as as really Got your attention yeah it's really interesting and, and you connected with wilmington and the, the need of revamping uh, the city via different kind of effort that does not necessarily just include more cops right mm-hmm. so how did you make that connection and how you see that connection uh, moving along so, you know, you, you said earlier the transformation of downtown has been pretty significant, and it has. And if people haven't been downtown, mm-hmm. I encourage them to come down and see how Market Street looks today versus what it looked like 10, right. 15 Beautiful years place. ago. Mm-hmm. Very different. Mm-hmm. But we need to build and capitalize off of that investment that's happened along Market Street, both from private investors and from public dollars to do infrastructure mm-hmm. work and push that investment and thicken the experience that you have along Market Street Mm -hmm. to go past Market Street to Shipley Street to Orange Street and into Quaker Hill. Um, And so that's the whole impetus behind this creative district strategy is how can we create more homeownership opportunities Mm -hmm. in Quaker Hill, which is a beautiful but very underutilized neighborhood, and connect those 
um, investments to what's happened already on Market Street by filling in the the spaces between along Shipley and Orange mm-hmm. and so and mm-hmm. and uh, Tattnall and as you move further west. So it's um it's about live workspaces for artists. It's about gallery and performance spaces. Mm-hmm. There will be um, entrepreneurial training and workshops for the creative people that are interested in coming into this district. And um, and that's one thing that we've said all along about this creative district strategy is we use the word creative rather than arts very intentionally. Arts sometimes puts mentally people put the arts in a box. It's mm-hmm. visual arts. Mm-hmm. It's performing arts mm-hmm. um, or, you know, it might be sculpture. But really a creative district connects those dots to the dots of tech startups and, you know, tech entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and um, makers, people that are interested in, in making furniture or um, doing uh, antique furniture restoration. You know, it's mm-hmm. any, it's a, such a broad spectrum. And, um, and so that's really, that's the diversity that we're looking to help infuse into mm-hmm. this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So uh, home ownership plays a huge role. It does. Uh, and, and also talks about a different kind of coalition. It's not just art organizations getting together and, and moving forward and implementing these kind of efforts. Um, in your opinion, what kind of coalition needs to be built to be successful, perhaps based on the models uh, you, you are following and, and you uh, reviewed uh, prior to initiating this initiative? So one of the things that we've seen in a couple of communities is a real coalition of organizations that already exist coming Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. to push these um, initiatives forward. And that's one of the things that we've replicated here in Wilmington. So Wilmington Renaissance may be, quote unquote, the lead organization, Mm -hmm. but there's no way we could do all this by ourselves. And so mm-hmm. we have um, at the table currently very strategic partners and we're looking to expand and broaden that partnership circle. But right now, folks like Christina Cultural Arts Center, which is a mm-hmm. community center for the arts, mm-hmm. Interfaith Community Housing of Delaware, which is an, an affordable housing developer, uh, Wilmington Housing Partnership, mm-hmm. uh, Chris White CDC, which is the group that helped develop Shipley Lofts, the mm-hmm. original artist live workspaces in Wilmington that are rental. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the and the Quaker Hill Neighborhood Association obviously is a big partner as well because you need that neighborhood connection. So these are some of the folks that are initially at the table as organizational partners mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Wilmington Renaissance to try and help direct and and strategically implement the vision plan document that we created for for this district. There you go. We'll continue uh, talking about this, uh, but let me re-engage with the audience to let them know that you are listening and tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOB for the Delaware State of the Arts radio show. Our guest today is Carrie Gray, Managing Director of the Wilmington Renaissance Corporation, talking about the initiative of creative districts that the Wilmington Renaissance is spearheading in coalition with uh, some other organizations. You were talking actually about that kind of coalition. And it's important to say that indeed these efforts do not happen in isolation. Not at all. You need to bring more than one and uh, put the pieces together. So as you guys move forward in terms of the initiative, who else should be included? Well, the list is getting bigger by the day. I imagine. Um, <laughs> and so I always like mentally do a, did I forget anyone? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I have to say, 
that without the city of Wilmington as a partner in this effort, that, that it would be very difficult to implement. Mm-hmm. So we're really, truly appreciative of the city and their commitment to this effort as well. Um, the state also has initiated this downtown development district project, mm-hmm. which Wilmington will apply for, the city government will apply for, and hopefully um, the creative district will be within the boundaries of the DDD. And mm-hmm. so that will be one more leg on the stool that will help with the implementation of the creative district. Um, and then we need the the support and partnership also, and, and we have it, of Downtown Visions, the Business Improvement District. You mm-hmm. know, they're a big part of this. Some of the creative district boundaries are outside of mm-hmm. the be- the bid and some are inside. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking at how can they strategically help the mm-hmm. district overall, no matter mm-hmm. whether it's within their boundaries of their district or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, those things are all really important that you have those structural supports right. that then the um, implementation partners can uh, work together to try and figure out how to capitalize on those things to implement um, the vision for the district. And the, uh, the, this particular initiative is important, Carrie, because uh, as, as you know, uh, when it comes to Wilmington, Wilmington absorbs 60% of what's happening arts-wise in the state. So what happens in Wilmington has ramifications to the entire state. So this is an initiative that is important to follow, support, and nurture because at the end of the day, we're impacting 61% of the money that the arts produce for the state. So it's not just like, let's just do something very nicely because the arts is a nice thing to do. We're talking about economic development here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, this... This is a economic development strategy based in creative placemaking, mm-hmm. which is about how you take your creative and your cultural assets and and put them more um, visibly into the community mm-hmm. and in, and bring that inspiration to your streets so that you create a sense of place and a sense that a, there's a lively community mm-hmm. um, in the creative district. And mm-hmm. so that's a huge, um, you know, important part of this is that it's, it's economic development, absolutely, based mm-hmm. in, in the arts and culture. And we've seen, again, examples of it all over the country that have been successful. And um, and there's no reason why Wilmington, you know, can't see the same success. Mm-hmm. Um, or any community, really, in Delaware could see the same success. And mm-hmm. some are. Um, and we talk a lot about Milford and how um, that community has mm-hmm. a wonderful, thriving arts kind of um culture that's mm-hmm. that's been you know developing over the last few years and so you know without really maybe in saying it specifically that they're an arts district in downtown Milford they kind of are an arts district in downtown Milford mm-hmm. um, same thing with Newark the Newark Arts Alliance and their efforts in Newark are really um, you know bringing some of that um, you know arts and culture more in- visibly and more intentionally to the community um, Rehoboth as well. You know, there's just, there's, I think every community, small mm-hmm. or large in Wilmington, can really take some of these lessons around creative placemaking and mm-hmm. see them as an economic development driver for their community. There you go. Now, um, what are the must haves? There's, in initiatives like these, you need to have pivotal things, things that need to be there to be successful. And also the things that you don't want to see because that is preventing these kind of uh, um, initiatives uh, from flourishing. Let's go back to the first. What is the must-haves for creative districts in Wilmington? 
Well, so as soon as we announced kind of the Creative District um, as a as an initiative in mm-hmm. May, we started to hear from people all over the state who were interested in in one way or another. Um, and what we're hearing from the creative community very loud and clear is um, the live work opportunities are important, mm-hmm. but the spaces for creative making, whether they're shared workspaces or whether it's uh, rehearsal space for mm-hmm. for local mm-hmm. bands or local performing troops, a, a place to mingle, a maybe. place to mingle, a place to to meet other artists. Mm-hmm. That cultivation of that um, artistic and creative community is a really big component and a and a strong kind of anchor mm-hmm. for everything else that happens in the creative district. So that's a big part of what we're doing right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, our creative chat series is meant to not only bring to life the the um, elements of the plan that are that are in the document, mm-hmm. but it's also meant to be that kind of every other month opportunity for artists and creatives and supporters of the creative mm-hmm. district to come together and share and get to know one another and start to cultivate that community. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of it, um, you know. And and in terms of other things that are needed, there's basic infrastructure things that we've identified that need to happen, whether mm-hmm. that's public realm improvements, um, some green spaces, um, some better lighting, you know, things like that, that we've Mm -hmm. already identified as these are some of the baseline things that we need to see happen Mm -hmm. in order for the creative district to truly thrive. And when it comes to those initiatives that you reviewed, um, what are the things that uh, were mistakes that probably have to be learned so it doesn't happen necessarily in this case as you move forward? That's an interesting question. You know, it's um, with every community, it's happened a little bit differently in terms okay. of how they've gotten started. Or maybe started. relate a couple of them that got your attention. Yeah, in terms of how they've gotten started and in terms of how they've grown. Mm-hmm. I think um, when you look at, for example, Providence, Rhode Island, a big driver behind Providence and its... Um, you know, arts and culture and entertainment district are two elements. One is water mm-hmm. fire, which a lot of people are familiar with and, and recognize as a major arts event that mm-hmm. happens, oh gosh, I think a dozen times over the course of every summer. Mm-hmm. And they celebrated their 20th year this year. So it's just amazing that they've been able to sustain that program all these years. And it's wonderful. I've seen it twice. It's amazing. The other is a group called AS220, which started as a group of artists just kind of squatting in a vacant building. Mm -hmm. 20 years later, they now own, or 30 years later, they now own um, 100,000 square feet of building Mm -hmm. space, and they have lease space for businesses, and they have printmaking shops and performance Mm -hmm. spaces. They do work with youth. I mean, they just... This, you know, small group of artists started and then it's grown over the years into this Mm -hmm. amazing, impactful organization. So, you know, it's interesting. I don't know that we we can look at anything and say, oh, they did that really wrong and Mm -hmm. we won't do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, We just look at things and say, how did they do it? And we ask that question when we meet with people, you know, is there anything you would do differently? Mm The only question, the only person who gave us an interesting answer was Pittsburgh. And their answer was, we wish we had called the cultural district something other than the cultural district. (laughs) And what else? I I don't know. I think they wanted, they wish now that they could have given it a brand identity that was more interesting 
Oh, there you go. Catchy. I, I don't know, but it was kind of funny. And I, well, you know, more, more but in it marketing is what it terms, is. More yeah. building brands. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. I mean, that was, that's not a very substantive example of what they wish they had but done differently. Maybe something to pay attention but to. But it, it is, yeah, it is something that kind of is lingering in the back of our heads as we talk about the creative district in Wilmington. Is it going to become known as the creative district or mm-hmm. will it become known as something else and, and have we you have thought yet, of a name maybe we have not we've been we've been trying to let this uh develop a little bit organically in terms mm-hmm. of how we ide- mm-hmm. identify and and um and communicate the district mm-hmm. uh but i think we're getting now to that tipping point where it's either <laughs> we go with creative district or so we you baptize need to or not baptize <laughs> exactly so let me let me for those who might be interested Gary because this is this is as as it evolves people are getting very interested if they want to connect with the Wilmington Renaissance Corporation with the efforts of creative districts in Wilmington what do they need to do so our website is bigideaswilmington.com Um, and so people can go to that website. Mm-hmm. They can email um, the organization and, and um, share ideas. Give us a call at our office. They can also connect with us through Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a very active social media presence. And so our Twitter is at Wilm Wren. And, um, and then if you search on Facebook for Wilmington Renaissance Corporation, you'll find us. And Um, and I would encourage folks to come to one of our creative chat uh, programs. We have mm-hmm. one on September 29th. Jane Golden, the executive director and founder of Philadelphia Mural, Mural Arts Program, is mm-hmm. going to be coming. Mm-hmm. And then in November, on the 13th of November, we have um, Della Clark, who's the director of the Enterprise Center in Philadelphia, which is a community development corporation that's been working in West Philly. Mm-hmm. And they operate a kitchen incubator. So um, so I would say come to one of those programs, but connect with us through our website, call our office, visit us on social media. There you go. And with that, we have to say goodbye, believe it or not. Thanks okay. so much for your time today, Creative Districts, the Wilmington Renaissance Corporation, spearheading an effort that is worth following. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you.